Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast. I hope whatever you're doing, you're having a fantastic day and I hope that this adds to it. So this week I thought I would talk about mindset, shocking, but I thought I'd talk about it around a couple of messages that I got this week and actually, to be honest, today, which gave me some inspiration to write this or to think about what I want to talk about on the podcast. So the first one was a WhatsApp message from a busy mum who was asking about signing up and she was essentially asking, which is a completely legitimate question, I'm really, really busy and the kids are always on me, how much time will I have to make for exercise? And as I said, completely fair question, but a much better question if you're a half-decent coach is how much time can you make for exercise? right? So but instead of being like, oh, sorry, you can't do our three one hour workouts a week, then there's no point doing anything. Okay, what can you do? And we're going to coach you through that. Now, I think potentially there's like the misconception or maybe some coaches do coach like that. I don't know. But something is always, always better than nothing. Now that has to come from both sides. So the coach has to be like, okay, how can we adapt this to what you can do? But then also the client has to not just give up because they can't do the exact workout the exact way that it's currently been programmed you will still get incredible results doing like half a workout doing anything that you can actually do and like my own um workouts at the moment are such a good example of this like I do nothing particularly well I certainly don't spend the optimal amount of time in the gym I don't do very long workouts I don't take long enough rest between exercises but I'm fully aware of that and I'm fully aware it's still way better than doing nothing there's a ton of stuff I can't do at the moment because of my back and that is fine and will probably continue to some extent but if I just gave up because I couldn't do it perfectly I'd get nowhere right and I'd like to think that my physique shows that you can get some all right results doing things pretty imperfectly And then the way that I train kind of aligns with my values, right? Because I practice journaling and I write in the BJ every day and I'm like, right, okay, could I be getting better results at the moment if I spent longer in the gym? Yes, undoubtedly. Could I be getting better results if I did a more strength-based training program with longer recovery? A hundred percent. But is it more important to me at the moment to do a short, sharp workout that I can actually do and then it doesn't impact the time that I want to spend building my business and maybe trying to find some time off to spend with people that I enjoy spending time with like that's the choice I've made and that's also the sacrifice that I've made although more to the point the compromise that I've made it's not a sacrifice because I'm not choosing one or the other I'm just compromising between the two and this is a good example of what I always talk about with food as well like instead of saying I can't have something okay, can we make some compromises here? Maybe you can't have a whole plate of chips every single night, but it doesn't mean you can't have half a plate of chips once a week because you really enjoy them and it's part of a meal that you're going out for and you get the vast majority of the enjoyment from half that plate of chips. And then you realise as well, hey, when I limit this, I actually enjoy it more, not less. And you change your mind around it a little bit. So back to my point, like the mindset... I wanted to get, uh, I wanted to get across on this one is 
focus on what you can do, not what you can't when it comes to exercise or when it comes to steps. This is another really common one. Like it is almost impossible for me to get 10,000 steps. So I'm just going to not bother or I'm just going to disengage with the targets. Actually, what you need to do, and this goes for if you're on a program that I run or any program is speak to your coach and be like, it's going to be really hard for me to hit 10,000 steps. I'm currently only doing 3000 steps, but maybe like I am keen to do more. Maybe you could give me some suggestions. Maybe we set a target that would suit me better. I mean, they should be coming to you with that, but put your hand up and say like, we're not mind readers, right? 10,000 steps is a pretty good target for most people, but you may need to set smaller targets on your way there. Or you might want to do some steps and a bit of cardio, or you might say, I don't really get many steps, but I actually commute to work on a bike. Cool. It's the same effect, right? It's still energy expenditure. So that's the point. Focus on what you can do, not what you can't. We have to stop letting the inability to do things perfectly get in the way of doing something. And we have to realize that doing something is even more important if you're currently doing nothing. Right. So if you're this busy mum who's like, I'm not doing any exercise at the moment, but I'm not going to sign up because I don't think I'd be able to fit in three gym workouts a week. That's a silly mindset. Right. What you should come and say is I can probably fit in, I don't know, three times 20 minute home workouts. Does that sound like something we could work together with? Yes, absolutely. Because that's what you can do at the moment. And then we can build on that if and when we can. And that is what the coaching relationship is all about. The second question that I got on Instagram, which I will read out to you here, is help. Oh, it was a reply to something else, right? But it was saying, this is pretty much me. I've done Slimming World, yo-yo dieted. Um, I'm so miserable and unhappy and I overeat constantly. I've stalked the, the podcast and the Facebook page for months. I don't know about, maybe it's an Instagram page because I don't actually do Facebook, but anyway. Um, but there's always a reason not to join, i.e. a birthday or a child's birthday or half term or holidays, etc., etc. Can I really still enjoy these things if I sign up now? Plus, I've done no exercise in about a year. But right, okay. So the main point I want to get from this is, okay, I'm thinking of signing up, but I've got two birthdays coming up and we're going on holiday and it's half term and there are about a million bank holidays coming up as well. Here's the truth. You absolutely can get results whilst living your life. And if you want long-term changes, you need to learn how to get them and how to maintain them while you're also living your life. And living your life means enjoying your life, right? Living your life isn't avoiding all social occasions because you're worried that you won't know the exact calories on the menu or blah, 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 right? it's none of that or I'm worried to go out and eat at places that I don't know the calories in or I'm just not going to go because I think I might drink and if I drink then I'll overeat like no no no. the whole point is we teach you how to live your life and enjoy the things that you enjoy most while also reaching your fat loss goals right and the reason for this is that I think I guess a lot of people use the phrase like YOLO, like YOLO, let's just drink in excess and I don't know, take drugs and oh god, that got that went a bit far quickly. Uh anyway, eat too much and think that that's like, oh, you only live once. Really, to me, you only live once is like you only live once. You should feel your best, right? Which means taking care of yourself. And yeah, it does mean like jumping at experiences and enjoying yourself. 
but it also probably means balance where you can enjoy the hell out of the first couple of bites of that cookie but not feel like you need to demolish the whole uh, packet of cookies and the thing is when you really think about it and you slow down you will realize a that the vast majority of your joy comes from the first cookie not the next 10 and b you actually feel like crap when you overeat right and not just the guilt that a lot of people have around overeating but physically like it doesn't feel good neither does carrying an excessive amount of body fat like it doesn't feel good right so the whole emphasis of the way that i coach is really trying to help people feel their best and then when you feel your best it's actually much easier to maintain these behaviors because it's way easier to look after yourself when you feel good so the mindset focus here is taking action if you know what you want then why are you waiting, right? So in this example, it'd be like, maybe you know you want to lose weight or you know you want to start getting fit or you know you want to build muscle. What are you waiting for? Because it won't get easier if you wait and it will usually only get harder, especially if fat loss is your goal, right? The longer you leave it, usually the more weight that you've put on and thus the harder it is to then lose the weight. So starting now is the best time to start The most common rationale behind not starting, which is kind of related to this message is, I'm really busy, right? Like this, you've got loads of birthdays coming up or a holiday coming up or it's a busy time at work. And here's the thing, if you genuinely ask yourself the question, do you see your life getting less busy? Is that really that uncommon that you have a couple of birthdays, that you might be going on holiday during the summer? Like, is that always going to derail you? Or do you want the skills to live a life where it doesn't derail you, where you can enjoy those things, while also living a life that's going to be in line with the goals that you have at the moment? And hey, you might not always be losing fat, but maybe it's maintaining the, the body composition that you have. And you, you will probably answer that as no my life isn't going to get less busy. This is generally how my life is, which is such a good thing. Like that list of things is all incredible things that you would want in your life. And our whole approach is that we show you how to live your life while also getting results, because it's never going to be the right time. And then the terrifying thing is we will procrastinate over the most important things because they don't have deadlines, right? No one's going to come and tell you, you need to lose fat by X date. I mean, maybe in some niche circumstances, like you have to be a weight for IVF or you have to be a weight for your boxing competition or something like that. But generally, there's not a deadline, right? And there's also not a deadline to other really important things like seeing your family more, going to that country that you've always wanted to visit or starting a sport that you've always wanted to try or like probably a ton of kind of bucket list type experiences where there isn't a specific timeline for it. And when then, when you look up, you realise you've not done half the things that you wanted to do. And I read this article recently on... <clears throat> it was on a woman who decided to live a year of her life as if it was her last year on Earth. And she framed all of her choices that way, which I thought was really interesting. Now, obviously, there are downsides to that. For example... Like, if it's your last year on Earth, you'd probably spend all your money, um, not look after your long-term health. um. Anyway, the point is, when it comes to experiences, it's probably quite a good frame. Like, 
if this was, I've gone on such a tangent here, but like, if this was the last year of my life, would I just go for that? Like, hell yeah, you would. Or like, would I go and take time off work and spend more time with people that I love? Like, yes, you absolutely would. And those are the kind of things that you will regret not doing. And then another thing to consider if you're stuck in inaction, and this could be about losing fat, about changing career, about getting out of an unhappy relationship, is the pain of staying where you are because I think we often dismiss that, right? We often think that it's the safe option to stay where we are because it's comfortable because we know it already. But it's not really. And when you think you only get one life and if you know what you want, then don't waste time on the things that you don't because there is a pain related to staying where you are. And I think once you think about that, you're much more likely to take action. And I posted this last week as a bit of a reminder your life isn't going to get less busy, food isn't going to become less tempting, and it's not going to be easier if you start in the future. Starting in a month will only put you a month behind the version of you that started today, or that started now. And here's the thing, the whole saying like, what's for you won't go by you, like it will. What's for you will go by you if you don't take some action. Life is happening whether you like it or not, So don't wait to be ready because the likelihood is you have to start to truly be ready, right? And doing that with the right support, whether it is building a new business, go over to afmentors.com or it's your health and fitness. Oh, head over to esgfitness.co.uk. Having the right support in place makes it way easier to take those first steps, especially if you feel like you're not quite ready. And then I wanted to add this in because this is from a conversation I had with one of the coaches on AFM this week. And it's a few questions that might call you out, I guess. And I do this to myself, by the way. I'm certainly not trying to be like mean to anybody. I think being called out is great. So anyway, they are, are you avoiding starting because you're scared of failing? Is a lack of planning actually a fear to set parameters to which you might fail? Are you avoiding setting tangible goals because then it will become apparent if you don't meet them? Do you avoid commitment because if you never fully commit, you can never fully fail? And then there's the biggie, right? Because these are all kind of about failure or people's perceptions of failure. Why are you afraid of failing? And as cliche as it is, like I think it's pretty true that the biggest failure is not trying at all. So when you're questioning why you're afraid of failing, I think it's quite interesting because you usually have to ask this a couple of times, right? Initially it'd be like, oh, like surface level, I just don't want to fail, right? When you get to the real answer, it's usually you're scared of how it will make you feel, the impact it will have on your emotions or on your ego or whether you'll be able to show up despite having failed on that or what it will mean for you. And so the solution is a very simple solution I mean, there's probably a bit more, and I would definitely recommend journaling on all of those questions. But the solution is to get more afraid of regret than failure, because that will drive you to taking action. Life is too short not to feel your best. So take some chances, do some things that excite you. And if you'd like my help to help you feel your best, head over to esgfitness.co.uk, fill in the application, and I will email you. If you're a coach listening and you want to get out of your own way and help more people, head over to afmentors.com and do the same. And if you've enjoyed this and know someone who might benefit from it, please do send it their way. 
and have an incredible day.